Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, and welcome to the special edition of All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. We are continuing the special little series, little mini-series here on a topic just for adults. So just, uh, I know we have a lot of families that sometimes listen to this podcast with their kids. This is just for mom and dad today. And I have my wife on here once again as our special guest. Welcome, Beth. Hello, everyone. So we are continuing our conversation from this theme from our book on marriage. We're going to be talking about marital intimacy. In the last episode, we talked a lot about how we have to establish a healthy emotional climate in the relationship between husband and wife, that they are connecting heart to heart, connecting emotionally, so that then that creates the space for the husband to enter in more deeply into the expression of physical intimacy and how important that really is, especially for husbands to invest in their wife's heart. We looked at that last time in order to enter into marital intimacy in a deeper way. These insights are all from St. John Paul II, by the way, where these aren't our own, but we have experienced this. We think he's right on in this. And so we're we're very happy to, to share the, these insights from JP2. Today, we're going to talk about the marital act itself. And we're just going to go, we're just going to go there here. We're just going to, you're going to talk about climax. We're talking about orgasm. This is where John Paul II talks about reaching climax together. That's the ideal for husband and wife in the marital act. He acknowledges that that's an ideal. It may not always happen. It doesn't have to happen that way all the time. But he says, this is what we should be striving for. He doesn't say anyone has a right to this, you know, but he does highlight that this is what husband and wife should aim for and this is going to be a particular challenge in marriage because men and women are different, not just emotionally, psychologically, but physically when it comes to the marital act. It's quite shocking, I know. I love a good analogy, and I've heard it said that in this department especially, men are like microwaves and women are like crockpots. <laughs> I'm going to have a crockpot going for dinner right now, so that's fresh on the brain. But just how you know men can be fast and ready to go quickly, and women is gradual takes more time to get ready. I mean, if you look at how men and women get ready in the morning, that's very similar, right? I know my husband travels a lot and I can say, what time do you have to leave the house? Uh, 5.30. What time are you getting up? 5.15. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how? No, like really? But he pulls it off. Whereas me, I need at least a half an hour, but I can need to have my coffee first. And it's like a, a gradual on-ramp for me to, to encounter and get ready just for the day. Yeah, and that's just to get ready for the that's day. Just to get ready for the day. <laughs> so when it comes to marital intimacy, I mean, sometimes I think especially our world today, they watch movies and they just see people, boom, okay, they go. But that's not how normal married life works. <laughs> you know, men might have that ability to go very quick. You know, they don't need a lot of preparation. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, okay. We can, you know, they can just go quickly and be ready to go. Whereas the woman needs time. And John Paul II explains this talks about it's slower with the woman. It's it's gradual. And John Paul II emphasizes that in this place, men are called to virtue. And this is what I really want to highlight, you know, because in our day and age, there's all this, there's a lot of talk about sex, right? We live in an over-sexualized culture. We live in a very secular culture that has lost its true story and the true meaning of life. And they just think life is all about how do I get sexual pleasure and with as often and with whatever or whoever. I mean, it's really, that is kind of the, the greatest narrative our secular world has come up with. But I would say we've seen that sometimes, even in the Catholic world, some Catholics overemphasize this space. 
you know, it's good that we're talking about it. Obviously, we're doing this little series here. We've written about it in our book. Uh, but sometimes they, they're obsessed with it. They just talk about it too much and they're just they're thinking about it. And, and they tend to gravitate toward what's the technique and what's the methods and you know how do we what achieve will get the most pleasure the most pleasure for myself or for the other i mean it's just i don't think jp2 while he was very good in talking about these things in a very human way in a very modest way and he saw its importance he saw its importance but i think he'd be concerned about the oversexualization even by many catholics today so I think what we would do is we want, we want to look at not just the pleasure of the act, although I think if you do it rightly in terms of virtue and in terms of growing in your marital relationship outside of the bedroom, then the bedroom is more likely to be an actually more enjoyable place to go. But what JP2 highlights is that we're called to virtue in the marital act itself and in the immediate acts leading up in foreplay, we're called to virtue, particularly the man. He says, because the man's ready to go. Man's like, okay, let's go. And the woman, you know, it takes time. You know, she's got to, you know, you in the last episode, you use that analogy of the, the chalkboard. You have many things on chalkboard the chalkboard. and file cabinet, right? Yeah, that, like you have many things on the chalkboard. You've got like dinner. You're thinking oh, about the kids. So you're thinking much. about something going on at school. You're thinking about a friend and uh, some suffering they're going through. You're thinking about something at the parish. There's all these things going on. It's hard for the woman to just enter into the physical act when there's all these other things going on. So it takes time to just kind of settle in. We're, 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 okay, is the kitchen clean? Are the kids down? Like a guy might say, who cares if the kitchen's clean? Right. And, oh, the kids all oh, don't take care of themselves. What is a clean kitchen? It's subjective. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah. You know, but 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 like, the man doesn't really worry as much about the environment around us. The woman needs to be able to settle into that. But even in the bedroom itself, John Paul II says the man is called to patience, to greater self-control, because he's very eager, you know, and he may be really wanting to, to reach climax right away. He's ready to go, but it, it's going to demand patience from him to hold back. It will demand the virtue of self-control to hold back and be patient to help his wife get to the point where she can reach climax. Too often, John Paul II was writing about this in the 1950s. I think this is even higher today. Crazy. That men don't take time with their wives. They don't take time with the touches, the kisses, the caresses. That's Those are his words. And those, by the way, that's JP2. JP2, St. JP2 talks about men needing to spend a lot of time with touches, kisses, caresses. Can I say the word? Sure, it's, it's JP2's <laughs> JP, word. She always gets like embarrassed when I say this word, but JP2 says it's it. funny. Touches, kisses, and caresses in the erogenous zones. <laughs> so, but but let's, here's the issue is many men just, they'll do that for a little bit, but then can we just go? And JP2 is saying it takes time, a lot of time sometimes, a lot longer than a man may realize. And maybe just, can we just go? That's where Jesus is calling you right there to virtue. He's calling you as a man to have self-control, to be more patient, to generously give that time to help her, as John Paul II says, go at her own pace. He says, it's very important for the man to, in, in these acts of all the foreplay, to pay close attention to her reactions, to be able to let her go at her own pace and not rush it. And I think in the end, we want our wives to be fully involved. We want them to be fully into the act. But if it's just like my wife is just an object of sexual release, that's, that's not what I want. That's not what any husband really wants. And so if we want our wives to be able to enter in more fully into the marital act, we need to have that patience 
that generosity and taking the time that she needs. And every marriage is different. Every season of life is different. Some seasons, you know, it, it, it goes quickly. Some seasons after a baby, it's just like, I'm not that interested, a wife might be thinking. And, you know, these are challenges that we, we have to go through together, but it's really incumbent upon the man to be virtuous in this place. And I think for both husband and wife, it's important to create a, an open dialogue about this, you know, with what is helpful and what is not and what she likes and what she doesn't. And I know sometimes it can be crazy awkward to bring it up or talk about, but this is just another level of intimacy and being able to talk about intimacy. It's amazing how it all kind of comes together, but you want to encourage your husband to love you better and he wants to love you better, but he can't do it without your guidance and help many times. So we're talking about marital intimacy here. This is a little mini series. We've been talking about marriage a lot over the last month and then back in June. So uh, all related to our new book called Men, or, oh, I was gonna say Men, yeah, Women, The Mystery of Love. One. That's when we were single. <laughs> no, so the good, the messy, and the beautiful, the joys and struggles of real married life. I just wanna remind you all, if you have any questions, about marriage, family life on any of the episodes you listen to or this particular topic about intimacy, please send them to us at info.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions. We're going to do a Q&A episode coming up here soon. We love Q&A. So anything related to marriage, related to family life, related to this topic, send those questions to us at info.edwards3 at gmail.com. So continuing here, this is, is this something that you know, husbands and wives, you know, they're just easy to figure out and it just all works and you, you, you're newlyweds and then, you know, you're just set for life and it's all good. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wish that that were the case, right? Like you, you get married and there's like magical fairy dust or grace or something that just makes it all easy, but nope, nope. Just like we need to grow in unity together in our marriage, we need to grow in this area as well. But I do want to say something about the wedding night, because I think a lot of times it gets so built up. You know, you've been preparing for this, you've been reading about this, you've been talking about this. And I know of many couples where it it seemed to be kind of a letdown or, or even worse than just a letdown. Or even later in your first year of marriage, second year of marriage, like things aren't the bells and whistles that you would thought they would be before you were married. And I think it's important to realize you have your entire marriage, your entire married life to practice this, to try again, to talk about it, to really enter into this space and and become more comfortable in it and and even work towards climax. You know, I know it's it's a necessity for the man every single time. Otherwise, there's not an act. But for the woman, it's kind of more of a variable. And so there should not be any shame if you're feeling like it's it's less than you would like it to be. You're not a failure for not experiencing climax or for just feeling like it's less than. I mean, just like we're all growing in virtue and holiness and sanctification through grace and through trying again and getting back up and repenting and and just looking and taking stock and, and continuing on, it's the same in the bedroom. You know, there are times where it's awesome and there's other times where it's just not so much. But the key is, this is a quote from one of our priest friends, that we continue doing this. He said, um, the devil wants to 
make what is it oh, i'm not gonna remember he wants us to have as much sex as we can before we're married and after we're married to not have any that's what the devil wants he makes it so enticing before there's a vow before it's within the sacrament and then once it's we're in the sacrament the devil wants us to not come together and so it really is a place where it's holy where it's um a place where we meet god in a sense and I don't think people talk about that as much. Like it really is important to come together with whatever timetable that you and your your spouse come up with, but to make it consistent and regular, flexible if need be, but um, super important. Yeah, making the priority for it, you know, and I think it's, it is important. And this is something I know I've heard you say before, and, you know, we've been challenging the men to enter into their wives' hearts in last episode, you know, be really attentive to their heart and their emotions. And we've been challenging them in this episode, you know, to be virtuous, to be patient, right? To not just rush to their own climax. But again, JP2, what he writes about is reaching climax together. That's what he says the ideal is. Mm. It's not just like, you know, you reach climax, she reach climax. It's reaching climax together is what you're aiming for. And men need to be challenged to not just rush and to help their wives to get to that point where they are reaching it simultaneously at the same time. That's what JP2 is teaching. There's a lot of misunderstandings out there about what JP2 actually taught on this matter, but that's what he says. It's the idea of simultaneously. That's what you want to aim for, not to be ashamed and feel it was a failure if it doesn't work out that way. Mm -hmm. um, so, and again, that's another challenge, particularly to the man who wants to just get there quickly and to be patient, to hold back, to, to, and to be generous with his care for the wife uh, and helping her go at her own pace. But I think, honey, I've heard you also challenge the women here to say how important it is to make this a priority in their lives. What would you say? I would say ask your husband to help get you ready. Not like not I'm not talking just back massage here. I'm talking like, OK, I want to be available to you. I know this is important to you. I could be convinced. I think Alicia Hernan says that I love it so much. You know, I, I could I could be convinced to, to go there, you know, but we need. We need to say what we need because as we've talked about before, men are not mind readers. So for me to be in that place of rest and emotional connection, I need to know that the kids' lunches are packed, that the kitchen is somewhat clean, and I need to, you know, take a shower or I need to finish up this last nagging chore or, you know, a uh, task I need to do for something at school, whatever it is, then ask our husbands to help us in that, you know, or I've just had a really rough day. I can't make dinner and, you know, be intimate tonight. And I would venture to guess the husbands would be like, oh, we can order takeout, you know, like <laughs> I'll barbecue tonight, honey. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll order some pho, Vietnamese food. We want to make it a priority. We want to fight for it. And so to real, to just take stock of what do you need? And sometimes that's not easy to do, especially if you, wives don't have the bandwidth to think through and verbalize and articulate what we need. But to really just realize it's a work in progress and I want to be there, I want to give this, here are my struggles. Can you join me in these? And then also for the woman to you know make it a priority also, you know, sometimes, especially in between babies and things like that, it's, it's hard, we're exhausted, but to realize this is a part of the relationship and to make a priority to get the rest that they might need to enter in. Maybe the mm. husband watches the kids so that she can get a nap in the day. Uh, all of That's those things. That's key. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a nap in the day is great. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and I've also heard you say, just because your husband's not perfect, you know, and you mentioned that a little bit earlier. I mentioned that in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, in the last episode. Doesn't mean that, you know, yeah, they have to have such a high bar of perfection uh, before you go there. You know, I think that's important as well. I think just to remember that it's self-gift, you know, marriage is, we're being called to give of ourselves in a particular special way to our spouse. And to realize like, even when I don't feel like it, there is grace waiting for me in making a gift of myself and in receiving my husband in that way. I can't think of a single time where I didn't feel like it, but I said yes anyway, where I was worse off mm. afterwards. Like there was, there's always, there's always something there at the other side, whether it's greater unity or just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but man, God knew what he was doing when he designed us this way. And I'm super grateful. It is so fascinating how everyone's longing to have this great experience of marital intimacy when they're engaged and they're ready, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then you enter into it. And so many young couples are just surprised at how many little struggles there can be and disappointments mm -hmm. and misunderstandings in this space. And I hope this has been helpful, this little mini series we've done on marital intimacy, uh, taken right from wisdom from a great saint, St. John Paul II here. And I hope we've been trying to be honest about it, but in a modest way, I hope this has been helpful for all of you. Um, but honey, I really appreciate you and just you Thanks. being able to share uh, just from your heart about this topic as well. Well, I know it's important. And I know there are a few people who talk about it and I feel like we've been blessed in this area. So I'm happy to share and and especially have you learned from our mistakes. If you want more, check out our book, The Good, The Messy, yes. and The Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life at Ascension Press. We'll put that in the show notes. You will find a whole chapter on this topic there so you can go back and revisit these themes. But we also want to hear your questions. Send your questions to us on this topic or anything related to marriage at info.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri at gmail.com. And last thing, I just want to really call out there, if you have not signed up for the show notes, this is where I give extra quotes. We give excerpts from my latest book sometimes. We uh, give more details. You're going to find more information in the show notes for this one as well. You can sign up for those really easily. Just pull out your phone and text all one word, all things Catholic to 33777. So just all one word, all things Catholic to 33777 and you can get those show notes for free. All right. Thanks for listening and God bless. God bless you. God bless you.